So many things have ruined my childhood So I go online to bitch and cry It feels like all of Hollywood is up against me They even made Optimus Fly New versions of what I grew up with Are being remade, rebooted and retried My adolescence is under attack now I think that a part of me has died Aliens, uh -huh, uh -huh. Predators, uh -huh, uh -huh. Marvel, uh -huh, uh -huh. DC, uh -huh, uh -huh. maybe it doesn't all quite sting. Okay, well, except maybe for that Jar Jar Binks. Could it be I've misunderstood? This podcast ruined my childhood. Welcome to this podcast room, my childhood. I'm Phil, and with me is Eric. You want to ring the bell? Ding, ding. It's the Eye of the Tiger that brought us here today, and we are about to get into the entire Rocky franchise. Eric, they've had six Rocky films, and then a couple other offshoots of Rocky, but uh, we're not going to talk about those today. But the six Rocky films have spanned like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Probably, pretty much exactly, right? 19, 1976 was the first, and yeah, looking here, 2006 was the last in the Rocky franchise. Uh, what are your memories of, of Rocky itself? Or himself? Yeah. Well, my memories are Rocky 1, Rocky 2 were like always on TV. Like movie of the week, Saturday movie, you know, Sunday afternoon movie. I, it's like I couldn't... I, I saw all Rocky 1 and 2 like in bits and pieces like so many times before I ever was like really old enough to sit down and watch them like straight through and really as a kind of an adult understand the story behind it right because yeah. you know yeah. boxing I got I understood that and then of course Rocky 3 is really the first Rocky to come out like in my era right the other two mm -hmm. were you know, I was way too little for their first run, but Rocky three, it's like, that's Mr. T he's fighting Mr. T. <laughs> and, uh, and then of course, Rocky four, he fights the Russian, uh, Ivan Drago, Rocky five. He's kind of retired and stuff, but, uh, but my memories, my earliest memories are just seeing bits and pieces of that. And like, I must've seen the championship fights in one and two, like a hundred times, sure. you know? And it, and it yep. wasn't, you know, because again, as a kid, the, the other stuff, ah, the talking, that's slow. That's dull. I want to see the fighting. I want to see the action. So it wasn't until I was probably in high school that I really sat down and watched and then really understood what a complex character Rocky Balboa really is mm -hmm. and Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky and he pitched it around Hollywood but he was firm nobody was playing the role except him 
Yeah. And and he went to many, many places until finally one of the studios said, all right, sure. You want to be Rocky, you can be Rocky. Let's do this. And of course, it just spawned a franchise. Yeah. So they're they're very, very lucky that they did because they've made a lot of money with the Rocky franchise. Oh yeah. What are what are your earliest memories of the Rockies? Yeah, um, you know, I was born in eighty one, so Rocky Three came out the next year so i was way too young for that and rocky four i would have only been four years old so again my memories are similar to yours where like these movies not just one and two but all four were kind of on tv you know they were always exactly what you said movie of the week kind of style where i i had seen bits and pieces of every single one and i truly don't think i realized there were four different movies (laughs) <laughs> right. I, I thought it was just like one or two movies maybe that were just always on um and so when i did get a little you know older and could sit down and watch these movies seeing that there were four or maybe even at that point five out i i couldn't believe it and if i were to cherry pick you know one is iconic but two and four are just incredible to me um, Rocky two has some really good building blocks off of the first one that make it feel like one really long movie. If you put the two together mm-hmm. and Rocky four is just a great culmination of the whole franchise. And it truly should have ended right there in my opinion. Um, but I love if I, if I were to have to sit down to put on a Rocky movie, it would probably be four just because something about Ivan Drago really makes me want to watch this movie but yeah so my 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 memories are really just kind of scattered i know the scenes that are iconic um i know the music that's iconic and i uh i know the fights you know and that's pretty much Mm -hmm. it if i were to sit down and try to watch all these rocky movies at once now i think i would get a little bored because they are pretty slow and they take their time developing the character. And that's kind of what, what goes to what you said. He's complex. And he's deeper than you think. And there's, it's a very... When you hear Rocky, when you hear a boxing movie, you mm-hmm. can immediately bring your head to, well, this is going to be just, you know, guys punching each other. But it's really a lot deeper than that. And what I get to when I mean that it's it could be boring if I tried to watch them all straight through, it's because I know the character now and I get it. And... If I were to sit down, I just, at this point, I just want to see the fights, you know? I I bet you'd be surprised. I bet you'd see more nuance in the other characters, you know? Like Apollo, Mm. to me, is is even a really deep character in in the sense of you, you see, you know, he's kind of he's on top of his game in one. He is, he's the pinnacle. He's, he's the board right. emperor, right? He looked around and wept because there were no more worlds to conquer, you know? Yeah. Yep. And then it's like, well, what do we do? Publicity stunt. We give some joker a one in a million chance to fight the champ. Exactly what are you looking for, Apollo? This is what I'm looking for. The Italian stallion. Rocky Balboa? Never heard of him. Look, it's the name, man. The Italian Stallion. The media will eat it up. Now, who discovered America? An Italian, right? 
What would be better than to get it on with one of his descendants? He's a southpaw. I don't want you messing around with southpaws. Now, they do everything bad. Southpaw, nothing. I've dropped him in three. Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. <laughs> Sounds like a damn monster movie. Right? Publicity. Okay, sure. Just to keep your name fresh. Like, what else is there for you? And out of the blue, you know, they pick a left-handed, the southpaw, mm-hmm. just some schlubby Italian stallion. Gym, the Italian stallion, just a gym, gym boxer from Philly, right? Mm-hmm. He's kind of a, basically a punching bag for all the greats. And, you know, he, he's basically right on the edge of being obsolete. And, but you know what? It'll, it'll generate some publicity. You're giving the guy, you know, the Willy Wonka chance. Right, here. exactly, exactly. And then, and then Apollo like learns about himself in that fight. Like, holy crap! Like this guy is for real. And and then mm-hmm. it, they're like telling him, like, just knock this bum out. What are you doing? Come on, champ! And he can't. And he's all of a sudden faced with the the fact, like, holy crap! I might be mortal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He like really yeah. realizes that in that fight. It's it's so so then I like how you said that too, that Rocky Two or Rocky One and Rocky Two are almost just one long movie. And it's sort of like the same thing with Superman One and Superman Two. Yeah. Uh, yep. which again from that same era of the late seventies there. Um, because Rocky Two picks up right at the end of one where they're being rushed to the hospital because they're both Mm -hmm. all beat up and that one scene Rocky's in the wheelchair and he wheels himself into Apollo's room and he cracks the door open Apollo's like who's there it's me Rock (laughs) and then he just kind of oh what do you want you just gotta tell me did you give me your best in there and then Apollo just yeah yeah (laughs) now it's not just Rocky wasn't coming in there to like be like, ah, you gave me your best tonight. You know, it was a personal thing. You know, these are two wounded warriors here. And Apollo is like, I did. I did. And he's sort of facing that because as soon as he's better, he's like, rematch. We're doing this. Yep. And I'm going to knock you out this time. Because again, he got scared. He faced his mortality and Rocky didn't want any part of it. And because he's married now and he's going to have a kid and, and, and Adrian doesn't really want him to fight anymore. And, and you know, Mickey's even like, hey, good job, Rock. You know, hey, yep. we're cool. No big deal. Yep. And and then, of course, the movie transpires and he gets in there. And then Adrian, you know, after the baby and everything, it's like, win, Rocky. I want you to win. And I love uh, uh, Burgess <laughs> Meredith. What are we waiting for? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. And then they, and then they fight. And then, I mean again you talk about a movie that will forever be you know or a franchise that will forever be in you know movie history that Mm -hmm. the last the the punch and they both hit the mat yeah and you know the ref is counting and one two and then he finally gets to his feet 10 you're out and he won oh it's so Mm -hmm. so good and and yes, I completely agree. Those two movies are almost one perfect yep. movie together. And uh, just him, him too. Like the end, the uh, it is so iconic with him 
being held up and bleeding and go screaming. Except for my kid being born. It's the greatest night in the history of my life. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! Mm-hmm. It's just so iconic. Right. And even even the uh even at the end of one, right? When when they hug at the end in the in the ring, it's like ding 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 and Rocky and Apollo are like just holding each other up basically. And mm-hmm. and you can almost barely hear it. If you're in a loud room, you almost don't even hear where Apollo goes, they're gonna be a rematch. And Rocky mm-hmm. just goes, Don't want one. Like for him, he was done. And that is why Rocky's so cool because that theme carries over into Rocky Balboa all the way further into his life. Um, where at the end of that movie, the the he leaves the ring. Like he did what he set out to do. He just wanted to box one more time. And and you know, Mason the line Dixon is standing in the ring and they're reading off. One judge has it for Mason, one judge has it for Rocky, and the final judge has it for Mason the line Dixon mm-hmm. and Rocky and and Mason is standing in the ring like watching Rocky. He's like, he doesn't even where's he going? He doesn't want to even hear the and he's Rocky is leaving to thunderous applause. Like nobody in the stadium even cares who won. They just right. watched a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's cool. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, I I do like at the end of Balboa, you know, there's not a whole lot that I like about that movie, but I do like at the end of it, it's the end of the movie. He's visiting Adrian's grave and he says, yo, Adrian, we did it, you know? Right. And it's just right to the, it brings you right back to Rocky two, the end of Rocky two. I, I think, yes. Uh, it, and I kind of glazed over a little bit, but we'll dig into it. But I think that Rocky Balboa really, again, goes back to that original movie and it's a slower pace and it's, it's, it's a little more talking. It's more character building again. You're like, you're, you're watching a man who the only, he had two loves in his life and one is gone. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. he basically fights to get that other love back and, and he yeah. and he manages to pull it off, and and I just I think that is just so cool, and I think everything they do with the Rocky character and Rocky Balboa is is legit and believable. Like he's got a restaurant, you know, like he's a local legend, and you can go there and you can listen to Rocky tell boxing stories, you know, and that's yeah. that that is so cool, you know. You'd be like, hey, it's Rocky, that's neat. But yeah. uh, um, I think it's funny too. <laughs> just skipping around again, what you said was you saw so many bits and pieces that you didn't even realize that it was four movies that it's just like, I could picture, you know, like eight year old Phil being like, but wait a minute, it's over. Oh, he didn't even fight Mr. T yet. Ah, did I miss him? He, so he fights Mr. T, then he fights the Russian in the same movie. But how does he get better so fast? How, where does he, where, what supplements is he taking? That's a lot of fights. That's (laughs) exactly it right there. (laughs) That's that's what I was thinking. Eight-year-old me, I was like, man, my, my protein shake doesn't do that. (laughs) Man, he got really cut in like an hour. (laughs) Cause like when he shows up in Rocky, when he shows up in three, well, yeah, four, he's even Mm -hmm. bigger, but three, he is like, those abs will live in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in infamy you know though that those yeah. are the 
those are the sickest, sickest abs <laughs> for the um, era, you know, like, holy mm-hmm. crap. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, I like, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I just, we were talking about three. I love Hulk Hogan in three as, um, what's his name? Thunderlips, right? Yeah. Thunderlips. He's the wrestler Thunderlips. I love it. Yeah. Almost, almost a takeoff on uh, uh, ravishing Rick Rude, mm-hmm. where all the women just swooned over him. And uh, yeah, so so diving in uh, to mm-hmm. three, four, and five, there, um, I still think they do a good job of carrying on some of the the early themes established in Rocky. Um, like I, I, I really like what again they did with Apollo in four is he's he's sort of you know what rocky is in rocky balboa he's the athlete who is like well i i still want to compete i still want to do it except you know he ended up obviously getting in over his head with a you know very much implied and almost explicitly shown that he's all like you know the the drugged up russian cheater type you know because there was all those you know back then that was the uh the big controversies were the uh the russians in the olympics Mm -hmm. using drugs and all that stuff and everything so so that just carried over and then uh pretty you know it's like for a character death i mean in the fourth movie no less it was still pretty pretty gut-wrenching like what yeah apollo dies like, geez, you know, like every time I watch that movie, I'm not kidding. I hope that it changes <laughs> <laughs> that he doesn't die. You know, I really Me do because he's so good. Carl Weathers is such a great mm-hmm. actor. And 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 anytime I see him in anything, I mean, I'm immediately like Apollo Creed. That is Apollo Creed. But I still appreciate him in whatever else he does, but it's, it's just like forever. That's just, again, because of seeing him on TV all the time growing up. These four movies that he was a part of that were some of the biggest movies of the 80s and late 70s and Predator, he just was huge, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's been in other things, but those are the biggest that I, you know, really, really paid attention to when I was a kid watching these, these types of films. Um, he's... He, I, I'm the exact same way. I know what's going to happen, and I don't want it to happen. And I don't know that there are many characters out there in film that make me like want to cover my eyes when I know they're about to die. It's it's probably um, him, probably Han Solo, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. Cover your eyes for a different reason in that movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's it is a. We've we've used their word iconic a couple times, but he is an iconic character, and he's a great actor that embodies Apollo Creed. You know, um, it's but always funny, and we we're yeah. both big Arrested Development fans, so it's always funny thinking about Carl Weathers on Arrested mm-hmm. when he's he's giving all the tips, the acting tips to Tobias. It's it's great. It's just amazing to see that Carl can, Carl's in on the joke, right? Exactly. Uh, he, you could just tell he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And just like Apollo Creed, he became, you know, he you hated him in the first movie. You really wanted to hate him in the first movie. And then in the second movie, you got to know more about him. Like you said, he saw his arc 
through the the second movie and then when he becomes rocky's trainer after mick dies you just really really become accustomed to these two characters together right throughout three and into the beginning of four so when this happens in four it is like it is you're losing a family member when you're watching these movies you know it it, it cuts deep it's hard it's i agree him and han solo are the two worst like you know it's coming but you don't and every time i agree when 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 han solo walks out i'm like does he does it different this time does he get does he get <laughs> kylo ren to join him and we don't have to sit through the next two movies can this can this oh all right there he goes um yeah burgess meredith again another solid solid supporting actor through the first two films and then the third one is again he's he's the father figure always was the father figure the mentor and then you really see how that carries through and and i'll say like and i don't know how to say it exactly maybe you can help me find the words like three four and five lose something in in their telling and i don't know if it's just they get a little more modern sequel-ish and you know like how a lot of the 80 sequels like the second and third just never quite lived up to the to the first i don't know i am you're 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 saying it almost correctly i think rocky three really really has that exact causes its detriment i don't know i mean i I know you love them all but rocky three out of the first four is in my opinion the worst and i think it's because it has a lot of those 80s tropes yeah. of of sequels it's it's where four four i think redeems it and i think four is very much in the in the vein of two i i would agree you know? i would agree four picks it back up there's just something about three like the the hogan part is fun but largely mm-hmm. the first half of rocky three is really kind of plotless no oh, yeah so you know truly is it, it, it's i mean burgess meredith has one great scene when rocky confronts him about you know you've been protecting me they were setups ah they mm. weren't setups but they was hand-picked they wasn't killers like that mm. guy rock you get in the ring with him he's a murderer he'll kill you rock you know <laughs> like again you see that parental figure finally culminate mm. there like this was his boy. Right. This was the guy. He raised him in the gym. He brought him to the championship. He stood by him. But now he knew better than he did. But he also knew that as the athlete, as the competitor in him, wasn't going to hear the truth. So he did what he thought was best to protect you. And Adrian even yells that at him uh, towards the end, you know. Mm-hmm because Rocky felt betrayed by Mickey and then Mickey dies. But then Adrian is like, he wasn't, he still wanted what was best for you. What do you want for you now? Like he, he did what he thought was good. Now, what do you think is good? And, and of course it shook him up and he didn't know if he could uh, rematch properly. You know, there's the whole, you know, sob story. They go to LA to train and he doesn't, you know, his heart's not in it and all that stuff. And (laughs) which that's, that's truly the cut down on production costs because they filmed in <laughs> in LA and they wanted to uh, make sure that they could get places cheap. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the other thing. Like Rocky three, 
again, it's the look and the feel. Again, there's great parts to it, and there's there's so much. Like like the when they dance in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> right before when the, when they at the training montage when Rocky's trying and they jump and they splash yep. that is so hilarious it's like so campy cheesy it's like the volleyball scene in isn't there like Gun music playing and it kind of like yeah it kind of fades out with like slow motion in the ocean yeah 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 <laughs> and it's and awful. then it's very 80s and then and then it, when he fights uh Mr. T the first time um I like where, uh, you know, Apollo now is the, the senior retired boxer and, you know, he's the celebrity and he gets in there and he says hi to get out of here, you sucker. And <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mr. T's all like, you has been, you wash up, what do you get out? Of? And then he tells Rocky, knock this guy out, would you? And then yep. and then and then again in the second fight. Uh, when he's like, he tells him, now just be cool, be cool. And then they start shoving again. And then Mr. T yells at him again. And then Apollo goes, you want some of this? And then Rocky's like, you yeah, thought we were supposed to be cool. That was cool. <laughs> he's just so fired up. Because given his choice, and which is why four again makes sense, Apollo would have wanted to be the guy to get in there and, and knock, a, you know, uh, uh, Clubber Lang out. But he knew that he couldn't do it. He had to mentor Rocky to do it, not just physically, but mentally, you know? So, but then that's why four is like, okay, Rocky, I help Rocky, you know, face his demons, got him through that. Now this is my demon. And unfortunately, like, Mm -hmm. it was just a bigger, badder demon. Right. Uh, I I love that ending of three two where they go to the gym. Oh yeah. Oh, that whole dialogue. And again, it just sums up mm-hmm. like the aging athlete. You know, they're just talking about, you know, you know, Stallion. It's a shame we got to grow old. Look, Stallion. I look when you run that last fight, you won by one second. You beat me by one second. One second. That's very hard for a man of my intelligence to handle. Oh, is it? But didn't you say after I beat you, you learned how to live with it? I lied. Oh, you lied. <laughs> oh, oh, so now you just got to prove it to yourself, just right? Just myself. No TV, no newspapers, just you and me. Nothing, just you and me. Uh, age before beauty. Anything you say, Stanley. Uh, I, I do all the work, all okay? Right. <laughs> I'll tell you, well, you better go slow because you ain't as young as springtime in the morning. I'm still young enough to whip your butt, Stanley. Oh, yeah? Well, how are you going to do that? You taught me everything you know. Almost everything. You got to remember now. You fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Huh? You ready? Oh, absolutely. All right. You know, Stallion, it's too bad we got to get old, huh? <laughs> uh, just keep punching, Apollo. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. Come on, Stallion. Come on, come on. Boy, you really look good for an older guy. Oh, you're looking good, Stein. I taught you well. I think you taught me too good. Look at him fly. Look out now. No, no, you don't want to hear this. Come on, come on. Maybe I'll in here with the wrong guy. Come on, watch yourself. Ready? There's just so much in there with like last chance and not just physically for athletic, but you, you look at it in life, you know, mm-hmm. like giving it your all and wanting that one shot and having it and going for it and all that stuff. Yeah. And speaking of one shot, the the final shot of the film with that freeze frame right when they're about to punch each other and it, it freezes into an oil painting. It is yes. beautiful. 
It's actually Dude, beautiful. <laughs> as soon as this, as soon as we're done with this episode, I'm going to go, I'm Googling to see if I can buy, like, there's got to be somebody's got oh, that yeah, out there for in, sure. in some kind of print. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want that hanging on my wall now. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, I'm getting yeah. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like there's, it's, it's, I don't even know how to say this correctly. That ending of three is deserved between the two characters but i don't feel like the film got them to that point together and that's where i, I have agree. a hard time with three i agree it's like there needed to be at least one personal scene mm-hmm. that was a little more direct yeah. between apollo and rocky and how apollo felt yeah. about it because it was almost like it was a side afterthought. Yeah. Hey, let's at the end of three, let's toss that in there, right? Yep. Almost like a really, really, really delayed epilogue to Rocky Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, exactly, exactly. That's that's honestly where it fits is at the end of Rocky Two. But of course, they did what they did in the first one, where it just cuts at the very end of the fight. Um, in a way, I also like how Apollo sort of comes out of nowhere. Like he, he's, uh, he and Rocky aren't friends, really. They're professionals. They're, you know, they're colleagues. So like when, when Apollo shows up for the first match against Clubber Lang, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's it's like, hey, Rocco. Yeah. yeah, it's respect, right? They aren't buddies. They become buddies through that. But I, I agree with you. It's like, it leaps too far too fast. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like the you needed just something else, and that's where I yep. think like there's parts of three that just seem like they're written a little too thin. Well, again, you know, if you think about the production of these all these Rocky films, they were all written by Sylvester Stallone and directed by Sylvester Stallone up through you know one through four, right? He also was doing so many other things at this time. He was he was coming into the height of his his time in the eighties. Oh, so, sure. Well, so, Rambo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So did he really make the time to send this through enough passes, enough drafts? Or was the studio saying, hey, this is great. We got this franchise on our hands. Let's get it out. And you're busy doing other things. So just give us what you got. You know, that's how I feel sometimes with three. It's like it feels like there's maybe 15 minutes missing because it doesn't have that same emotional like those those like we said the kind of long boring parts you skip as a kid right rocky three is just the meat mm-hmm. it's like bang you fight hulk hogan for fun bang you fight uh clubber lang bang you train bang you fight clubber lang again you did it and it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't it, it didn't feel long enough and and yeah still some great great scenes some great parts three is really where there's it gets I don't want to say it goes off the rails, but it, it kind of does because it's filled with the 80 cheese we're talking about. But then four, mm-hmm. four truly does bring it back to man versus myth, which is what the first movie was. It was this regular average Joe man of Rocky versus this legend, this myth of Apollo Creed. And the fourth is now this man who is at the height of his, his power, but still a man against this myth of the Russians, you know, Ivan mm-hmm. Drago. And it, that's why I, I think I really like four is because there's so many good parallels to the first. It's just 
the natural progression of who Rocky is. And the, the film follows the same blueprint as the first movie. You know, it's with the exception of the death of Apollo. But it's the same blueprint of bad guy wants to fight, got to train, got to get in the ring, got to not get knocked down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really, really strong and well, well done. And then five, um, five almost feels like a departure from the Rocky films because it does flip roles around. Rocky now becomes the mentor um, mm-hmm. to Tommy Gunn and, uh, and kind of at the neglect of his own son, who we've seen through the movies, but has been like not, not, a, not any, any real part of it. You know, he's, he was, he wasn't even born in the first, he was born in the second one. He's a real small child in the third one. He's still like eight or nine in the, in the fourth one. And then in five, now he's a teenager, he's getting bullied, but he gets mentorship elsewhere because Rocky was focused and he sort of loses touch because he gets a new project. But again, it's, it's, and, and, and again, it's a new look. It's living vicariously through yeah. Because I wouldn't even say Apollo was living vicariously no. through Rocky. Nope. He was just, again, helping a friend appear. Appear exactly. Get through his demons, yep. and 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 that was that. So so now you've got Rocky truly living vicariously, and then you have the you know ultra blatant Don King esque character <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. as the manager who's like sort of twisting boxing and you know, making it more about the spectacle and this and that. And, and it is muddled themes, I would say is the best way to describe five. The, the, the tone isn't, isn't really good. Um, and then of course, Tommy at the end, he's tired of being, you know, that's Rocky's robot. That's Rocky's robot. And he's like, that's it. I'm going to fight you. (laughs) And then it's like, really? All right. My ring's outside. Is it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so but, what a what a cop out. Like the film, uh, the ending of that movie where they just fight outside in the back is just so because bare knuckles uh, on the street, and even Rocky's vision goes in and out. I yeah. that almost makes Rocky Balboa nonsensical that mm-hmm. he would be able to do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. He, they they painted him into almost uh, a poor health corner in five yeah. that again to see him in Rocky Balboa and you're like what this guy couldn't even see in the street fight and now he's going toe to toe again but 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 I mm-hmm. I don't fault Rocky Balboa for that as much as I I fault the muddled one, themes yeah. of five yeah agreed agreed I don't I, I really, really hate five. Like even even Rocky Balboa is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. But five is just awful. I don't like Tommy, uh, the machine gun, and you know, getting a real life boxer to play this major character in the film, I don't think was the best thing to do either because he's not a very good actor. Yeah, that's the trick with that. 
Um, and it's just, it, I, the whole film just feels like they threw it. It, it honestly feels like a cash grab, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It, it just, it, it's, the, the tones are not even, the script isn't solid. The motivations are vague at best. Yep. You know, like yeah. Rocky, you know, the way he, again, you see him in Rocky Balboa going to the grave because he loved his wife so much. But, I mean, to try to now paint Rocky, the guy who was willing to give up boxing forever yeah, is, is now a guy who's, basically ignoring his son because he's so geeked up about no that's not rocky it really isn't mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's the least rocky of all the rockies i yeah. think Agreed. trivia uh do you know what movie or what song was supposed to be in rocky three besides eye of the tiger i don't eye of the tiger was not the original inspirational song for Rocky three, but you would have heard this song in another popular eighties movie. Hmm. I don't know. The song that plays during the fight montage of the karate kid. You're the best. You're the best. No way. That was supposed to be in Rocky three. And if you listen to the lyrics, because at the very beginning, it doesn't even quite make sense for the Karate Kid because of two lines. History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Never doubt that you're the one and you can find your dream. See, that doesn't really make sense for the Karate Kid because that's Karate Kid 1. Like, history repeats itself. You almost have to look at it as like a vague... Like in all of history, it repeats itself that the guy who tries can find yeah. his dream. Yeah. But it was sub- written for three, hmm. which was supposed to be history repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Meaning that's what Rocky did in in two. So three was history repeating it anyway. For whatever reason, they didn't use the song, but um, they ended up going with Eye of the Tiger, which I think works tons better. I mean, that's again use the word iconic. Yeah. Um, and even though that one line, two lines don't quite make sense, that is a perfect montage for Karate Kid. So I'm glad that those songs got flipped around. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's funny. And I, I pulled up the site and that's talking about it. And he said Stallone reached out to both uh, Bill Conti and Joe Esposito because they knew that he wanted a theme for for the film so they wrote it and then he stallone then also reached out to jim Petterick from survivor and said you know would you do a song for me and when he heard both he immediately fell in love with eye of the tiger and passed on the other. oh yeah yeah that's amazing yeah man it's so good eye the tiger man eye the tiger <laughs> and it worked too right because in two he had that coat with the tiger on it he proposed mm-hmm. to uh, he proposed to Adrian in front of the tiger cage. Yep. Hey, Mister yep. Tiger, did you hear we're getting married? Yep. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. He's such a lovable, like true to his family and friends. That mm-hmm. that five just kind of all of a sudden the motivation isn't proper. No, it's not. But anyway, 
you know, who it was the late 80s. Who knows what drugs Sly was on when he was writing this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I don't understand what themes they did present. No, no, no I no. just don't it's... think that they like I do I do like the living vicariously. I do like that because again, that still is, you know, how do you still compete as you're getting older? You know, that's mm-hmm. that's been through the whole franchise. So I like that. But then I just didn't like at the expense of his son because then so then he's he's estranged from his son in Rocky uh, Rocky Balboa sort of, mm-hmm. but then he comes around, but then when you skip ahead to the creeds again, they're estranged again. Yeah. They're estranged again. It's like that. I don't, I don't know. And it's not to say that a good guy like Rocky, I mean, Hey, kids are kids, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they did end up getting estranged through no fault of Rockies. And maybe it was all on the sun and had nothing to do with Rocky. Maybe he was just mom died and couldn't handle it. And seeing dad and carrying on just, hurt him who knows you know but but it just Mm -hmm. didn't it just didn't feel right i don't know in rocky balboa was that where they had the cgi or the uh like video game style the es the espn yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what gets mason Dixon all fired up yep i i remember watching at this point you know you know what Sly looks like in 2006, right? He's old. He's a little heavy. He's got a lot of wrinkles, <laughs> gray hair. Mm-hmm. And then they show the image of like a CGI version of 1976 Rocky. And it's so funny because it just looks like, you know, the dead eye of a video game character going up against this other um, young upstart. It just seemed very funny to me mm-hmm. the, the whole film again like this is where i think five and balboa needed to be one movie instead of two because it would have made more sense to make rocky having retired and having issues with you know his personal life now trying to stay relevant and train a young kid and then espn comes out with these pre- pre- you know these predictions that if rocky in his prime had had battled his protege, this is what would have happened, which then could have torn a rift between the two and made the protege want to fight Rocky. Like it feels like that is a better overall I story. I like that. that I could like have been that. Five and six combined. Because it it puts Rocky at a proper age for mm-hmm. believability to get in the ring again. Right. And you could you could you could probably even leave out all the nonsense with the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just find mm-hmm. a better arc for the sun. Like maybe the sun becomes, cause you could still have Adrian gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the sun kind of fulfills that voice that, right. the, that the, Adrian his, brought. Yeah. His, his family, his, you know, somebody who loves him and is, is helping him continue. Exactly. And being like, dad, if you need to do this, do it, do it for me, do it for mom, do it for you or something. Yeah. Cause then, then, oh dude, that is good. I mean, get in the time machine. 
Let's yeah. go pitch this. <laughs> pitch the slide back before. Rock Let's go five. find Professor Stallone. Yeah, when he's about to sign off on Rocky Five. No, no, no. We got a better idea. Well, it just thirty, it, it 30 adds, years from now, you're gonna you're gonna try here, however many years. What? It adds the emotional weight that Five was missing, and creates more of a real plot that Six was missing. Yes. When if he is training his protege the new number one guy in the world if he's training them when he's you know maybe five six years out into retirement and this kid has had this meteoric rise and then espn does this projection that rocky in his prime would have beat up and knocked out his protege the guy's gonna get pissed you're gonna be like no i'm the best yeah i'm the one that that dude that is so good yes so that that when I was thinking about us thinking about this, I was trying to think, why do I hate five and why do I not like six? And I, that's kind of the thought that I came to is that there's a better movie combining the two of them that really would have carried the weight of the first four movies because five and six just kind of fall emotionally flat where if you do, do what I'm saying, the emotions continue to run through the full it's all this whole film series right has been about you've already touched on a lot of the themes it's been about overcoming your demons it's been about trying to be the best it's been about uh the brotherhood that comes with this this sporting event right but the main thing that really sits under all of it is family and love and that's what what made rocky such a great character which you mentioned is he he's a real guy who is just a nice yeah. person who has real character, who has just love in his heart for his family, for his wife, for his kid. And that is completely what was missing in five and six. And if you did this where he now loves, you know, he loved Mick as a father, he loved Apollo as a best friend, and now loves this new protege as another son. And this guy and this one turns him. him. Yeah. And then they have to fight. And at the end, instead of saying, like, we did it, he could look down at the kid after he knocks him out and says, we could have done it or something like that. You know, we could have we could have had everything if we stayed together. And it just like that's what that's what these last two movies missed. And it just could have been so much better. Because they tried to fill that emotional gap Mm -hmm. with the fact that he was estranged from his son in Rocky Mm -hmm. Balboa. And that and that didn't work. No, I agree. There was very, very little plot to Rocky Balboa and you're right you put those two movies together you take the the story elements mush them and lose a little oh dude that, that would be such a great movie I can see it in my head now and that is that's that is good yeah that's sort of like I don't know is there a way like that one guy took the Phantom Menace and like spliced it or he took the all three of the prequels and made one movie out of it and I bet there's a way we could do it. Oh, dude, if you take, you could, you take five, <laughs> five and six, you put them together. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, a couple of good to lines how to do that. In, in Rocky Balboa, though, that I love are, uh, uh, well, one isn't a line as much as it's a plot device when he's fighting, you know, this athlete. 30 to 40 years younger mm-hmm. in his, who's in his prime. And it's like, okay, even if he passes whatever 
physical he needs to to get in the ring. It's like this is still a professional boxer. Anyway, and he breaks his hand on on the on the right, rope on his, or the turnbuckle or something or, or his rib yeah yeah or something and then he's like oh his hip yeah he's like ah my hand my hand and then they shoot him up with whatever novocaine or whatever they need to and then you hear the announcer like again for the sake of the audience oh when that hand fully numbs up he'll be able to punch even harder than he was punching before so it's like well, we broke his hand to even the handicap here, but now we're going to put so much Novocaine in it that it's going to hit harder. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but still, but still be a hindrance, right? Cause it's yeah. not like a full on proper fist anymore. I don't know. That line just stuck out to me like a, no pun intended, a sore thumb. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the other line that I just straight up love is it's a, uh, it's a, uh, Apollo Creed's old trainer that trains Rocky and Rocky Balboa. And he's telling him about, you know, you, you got arthritis, so we can't do this. You got this and you, so we can't have you swim. So instead we're just going to make you really strong and we're going to develop some real hurting bombs. (laughs) Hurting bombs. Anytime I hit on the punching bag at the gym, I always, that goes through my head. I'm developing some hurting bombs. <laughs> oh, man. And I don't know. That's that's Sylvester Stallone trying to write after he's been hit in the head too many times, I guess. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's cheesy, but I again, it sticks with me. There's so much of all five, six of these movies that just sticks in my head because it's yeah. just so... It's so good. And even even for Rocky Five, for as much as I didn't care for it really, I, I love at the end when you know the the Don King is like mm-hmm. you know, he like Rocky looks like he's gonna hit him and he goes, I'll sue and then he punches him, he's like, What are you gonna take? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Cause again, the cop outline, even though it it was stupid and just kind of cheesy, but mm-hmm. it's it sticks with you. It's my rings outside. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I um, since we're talking about some of the lines, I love two that Rocky and Mason go back and forth with. One that he says, "It's already over." You can tell them over till it's over. Was that from the eighties? It's probably in the seventies. Yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. That's good. That's good. And then Mason, at one point, right before the end of their fight, says, "You are a crazy old man. Look at that." I think that's nice. that's a really good line for professional boxers, right? Because it's that you got to be the best, but get knocked around, things are going to get knocked loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get punchy. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of these little lines like that, now those are like good lines, like like that. It's that's it's good, memorable stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, and I couldn't like off the top of my head tell you what any of them are, but I like in one, two, and I, no, I don't, I don't think he gets any in in three, but I think it's just one and two. But it's when when Rocky's standing in the corner with Mick, and uh, and just the little asides they have. Mm-hmm. where Rocky, I, again, I can't think of what they are, but they're kind of cute and like they almost seem improvised. 
Like they're just so kind of off the cuff. Like Rocky goes, oh, look at this guy. Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks great. And then they say something about what they're going to do later. And it's like, oh, that's what it is. He's like, hey, that, it is in three. It's in, it is in three when okay. they're in the ring before the first Clubber Lang fight. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are we, what are we going to do? You know, well, we run away and join the circus. <laughs> and <laughs> that one might not be when they're in the ring, but it's mm-hmm. again, it's the cute moments between the two of them where they're just, yeah. you know, he's you kind of the love real relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, that's what makes those so good. I mean, Burgess Meredith, of course, just phenomenal actor in the first place, mm-hmm. but he, yeah. he just brings a real life to that guy. And just those, those little asides, yeah, you run away and join the circus. So I, I love, I love in the first one, and this is a line that he says that Mick says that always has stuck with me because I, I just laugh about it every once in a while. Think of tomatoes. You know the line I'm talking about? Which line? He Mickey says, you know what you are. Rocky says, no, what? And Mickey says, a tomato. Rocky goes, a tomato? And Mick says, yeah, and I'm running a business, not a goddamn soup kitchen. I I love that because it's so stupid and and it's towards the beginning of the film and it's where you you see that Mick is not going to take shit from anybody and he he doesn't really you know they they don't have the relationship that they're that they grow yet right but it's it's funny I think I just love that line every time I hear like soup kitchen or something I'm like I remember Mick saying, I'm running a business, not a goddamn soup kitchen. And gosh, I can't believe we haven't even said this, talking about great lines. Ivan Drago only has nine in Rocky <laughs> Four, And like three of them are basically the same line, just words in a different order. <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend, my friend Travis, can rattle off all nine of Ivan Drago's lines, just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and of course, the most classic. I must, I must break you. But yeah, those are <laughs> nine lines, literally nine lines in in that movie. That's amazing. It's and they got such opposing person to play him too. You know. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Dolph Lundgren is just like the perfect representation of Russia for for the audience of this movie. Oh, for sure. So speaking of Drago, and as you teased at the beginning of the podcast, uh, in a future episode, we are going to discuss Creed and Creed 2, which brings me around to Phil. Mm -hmm. Do any of the Rocky movies ruin your childhood? That's a great question, Eric. Um, you know, none of them do. I would say that five and six need some changes made to them. Maybe, you know, we could go, like you said, time machine back and figure out how to make it a single better movie. But one through four are iconic, and especially one, two, and four. Um, and I can't wait to, to talk about the Creed films. How about you, Eric? Ruin yours? It absolutely did not. Again, this is one of those franchises that actually made the childhood, you know. I, I I mean we could we could probably talk about these movies. I'm sure there's other parts that I've forgotten that I love that I just didn't even say yet. That Oh uh, yeah, for sure. We could talk about these movies forever, but uh, they're just so good. The music, the theming, 
all of it. And then to get two new fresh looks at the Rocky character in Creed and Creed 2 and still have very similar themes just done in a more modern era and mm -hmm. and to bring back characters that were key to the original franchise uh, I think if anything you could you could do probably another series at least at least two or three more movies based on the groundwork that the Rocky franchise laid oh yeah certainly certainly So, Eric, where, where can people find you? Boy, nowadays, I suppose if you want to just look me up on Facebook, I'm out there. <laughs> um, Eric underscore Walensky at inst on Instagram. Um, I haven't done a Mr. Mist mask poem in a while, um, but I got a couple more pictures. I might. So you could find me at Mr. Mist mask on Instagram. Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fildimo, F-I-L-D-I-M-O. And you can follow the podcast at Podcast Ruined on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this retrospective of the Rocky franchise. And we hope that looking back at these six movies didn't ruin your childhood. Could it be I've misunderstood this podcast ruined my childhood? Do you see me more as the respected dramatic actor or more of the beloved comic actor? Whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that bone. You take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. I think I'd like my money back. It's actually funny. I was flipping channels and I caught Rocky Three on a Spanish channel. And it was the scene where they dedicate the statue mm -hmm. and Clubber Lang comes up and starts shouting, but it's all in Spanish. And uh, he's standing there. And if, if you remember the, the scene in English, it's something like he shouts out, hey, woman, hey, woman, when he gets tired of taunting Rocky, he's like, yeah. you know, when you get tired uh, of him, you know, why don't you come over to my place? I'll show you a real man. And in Spanish, it's so funny because it's something like, yo, mujer, yo, mujer. And then a few Spanish words. And then he's like, uh, you know, something mi casa y, y mochismo. And it is so funny because, That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'll show you a real man in Spanish is, yo, come to mi casa and I'll show you mochismo. That's great. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs>